0: slaughterlight a movies-by-minute watch of the 1981 John Landis written and directed horror classic on American Wolf in London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So it's Tuesday of this week, so it must be minute 23 that we are going to be discussing. So minute 23 starts off with Dr. Hirsch finalizing uh, dinner plans and ends with Dr. Hirsch passing away from an old war wound. So whereas the last minute left off, this minute uh, finishes up the conversation that Dr. Hirsch is having on the phone call about having a conver- having a dinner with someone that he apparently doesn't feel like having a dinner with. He seems quite agitated at this co- at this uh, notion. Apparently, Roger Matherson seems to be some sort of sore spot for him, but he instantly sort of realizes what he's doing. He Seems to take a deep breath, and then uh, gets uh, back into a more calmer conversation. And after dropping down the receiver onto the phone, which gives that lovely, satisfying, ringing, clunking sound, because it's a rotary phone, he gives out a quick little sigh of relief, and then turns to his tea, which he prominently goes to pick up, but as soon as he's about to take a, a sip, his intercom buzzes, which is this giant box right next to his uh, elbow on the side of his desk, that uh, when he reaches over to it, after plunking his teacup down on its saucer, he punches a button. Yes. And the uh, secretary, which is obviously outside of his... Office she informs the doctor that uh, th- there's some officers to see him, and he tells him tells her to allow them in and uh, he's then resigned to changing his attitude as he now has visitors and as the sound from off screen can be heard of his door opening, he looks up. We then cut to a shot of the door actually opening. And we can see that uh, this room is quite uh, large for the doctor's office. He has, on one wall, he has the actual, uh, those light-up x-ray screens, which he actually has two x-rays currently sitting on, and one looks to be the x-ray of someone's skull and the x-ray of someone's neck. He's got a coat rack, which seems to have both a overcoat hanging off of it, a umbrella hanging off of it and what looks to be probably a brown suit jacket which he obviously has taken off. Uh, behind that on the wall is a which is a small little sink with a paper uh, which looks to be a paper towel dispenser above it with a little brown statue of a man sitting down. Oh, there also seems to be a small little statue on the floor next to the coat rack as well. Um, beside the sink, there is a wooden filing cabinet, a double side-by-side filing cabinet. On top of that is a rotating fan that doesn't seem to be on. And on top of that seems to be a few more knickknacks as well. The actual... One wall of the room shows that there's windows showing the outside. And he seems to be on the ground floor because you can see grass outside of this window. So, um, the two gentlemen that enter the room. An older gentleman dressed uh, quite uh, smartly in a suit and a dark overcoat um, comes in, which is Inspector uh, Villers. And he is followed by uh, Sergeant McManus, who um, is uh, less so smartly dressed. Dr. Hirsch greets them, uh, asks them to enter the room, and he comes in. After uh, Inspector Villers comes in and sits down as... uh, invited to by Dr. Hirsch, and, uh, after Sergeant M- McManus, uh, closes the door behind them, he also joins, uh, Inspector Villers, but, uh, remains standing, as there is actually only one chair to be sat upon. Now, we can see that, uh, Sergeant, uh, McManus has, uh, quite the, uh, slightly disheveled look to him. He's wearing a blazer over a shirt, but uh, we can clearly see that he either doesn't know how to or got done in such a rush. Uh, Tying his tie today that it is definitely askew. The wider uh, end of the tie that is supposed to be hanging down is actually drops about uh, midway down his chest with a good four or five inches before it actually hits his waist so we can see the actual skinny part of the tie that is hanging behind it. Uh, His hair seems to be a little unkept too, not wildly undone but uh, just a little unclean. We now can see that uh, from this shot we can see still how cluttered Dr. Hirsch's desk really is. Again files all over the place We can see that his intercom actually has a phone receiver on the back of it as well. And there is yet another statue on his desk. Can't quite make out what it is. But it looks to be a woman slightly bent over. And, uh, yeah. So, once um, uh, Inspector Villers is seated, uh, Dr. Hirsch asks if they would like some tea. Of course, the inspector refuses, but Sergeant Commanders would like some tea. Uh, I'd like some tea, please. And then the inspector looks at the sergeant with a correcting look, and it looks like um, the the sergeant uh, realizes his faux pas and then uh, basically declines. Uh, Maybe not, no thanks. Maybe later. So the doctor inset, insists that it's going to be no problem. And yet again, the inspector, oh, thank you, doctor. who is, again, sitting down, having just taken out a notebook of his own, is uh, declines his offer of tea. Realizing they're not getting any further with that, Dr. Hirsch decides to ask. Well then, what can I do for Scotland yes. Then, as Inspector Villers is about to speak, uh, Sergeant McManus uh, speaks over top of him. Uh, we understand that Kessler boy is regaining consciousness. And as he says this, Inspector Villers looks up at uh, Sergeant McManus in a really, you're going to do this sort of thing sort of look. And as Sergeant Manners trails off, he realizes that he is being watched and he looks down. And, of course, uh, apologizes for his uh, faux pas of uh, overstepping his boundaries, I believe. So then, the inspector just out and out states that he wants to know if... Has Mr. Kessler said anything regarding the attack on the Moors? Just then, Dr. Hirsch's intercom goes off again, and when he answers it, his secretary announces that... Roger Matheson, doctor. Him, and it turns out he's on the phone. And uh, then he tells his secretary to tell him that... Well, tell, him I'm, I'm, tell him I've passed away, uh, an old war wound. Quite angrily, that he's not available, that he's gone away. Uh, and then uh, she ac- he actually gets to the point where just mentions that he's passed away from an old war wound. And that brings us to the end of this particular minute. But as we are introduced to Inspector Villars, portrayed by Don McClop, who was born in 1929 on November 14th in Carlisle, Cumbria, and according to IMDb, has 66 acting credits. His early career from his first role. In 1961, in Emergency Ward 10, includes mostly one-off roles in over 17 roles, various TV shows, including a regular reoccurring role of Jack in the series The Likely Lads. His first film role in 1969, using the name of Donald McKillop, of Donald McKillop was Oakley. Most of his career was on TV, including a role in Doctor Who in 1971, On the Buses in 1971, Rumpel of the Bailey in 1979, Coronation Street in 1982, plus the 1988 TV movie Hound of the Baskervilles with Jeremy Brett as Sherlock Holmes, and passed away in Dece- on December 19th, 2005. <laughs> Over on the commentary track, David Naughton continues the Equius story from before, saying that for the play there were seats on the stage in the form of a jury, and that as a student going to school in London, he got to see the play more than once. Because it was a phenomenal production, and the actress was great, he didn't realize until later that it was the same person that he had an infatuation with. He had told her that, and it had no effect over her. Griffin Dunn says she probably hears that a lot. After a bit, Griffin mentions that Paul Kibler is a British playwright, and after another pause, uh, Griffin remarks how he didn't like his work in this scene. As for the script, the only difference between the actual script and what we see in the final movie is something that almost isn't even worth mentioning. Well. In Dr. Hirsch's Hirsch's office, there seems to be two chairs and both policemen sit. Which takes away from the setup of an upcoming gag, which actually, we will get to that in a later minute. So, in the radio drama, the... uh, Good Doctor is having a conversation with his wife about having a dinner party with Roger Matheson. He doesn't seem to be as upset about it as he is in the final film. And he also mentions that instead of uh, going through the war, that he actually ended up surviving his wife's sister's dinner party. That he can actually deal with a dinner with boring Roger Matheson. In the radio drama, it seems that um, Inspector Villers is actually Superintendent Villers. And obviously, being a radio drama, you cannot see that uh, Villers is visually trying to correct McManus, so he clearly clears his voice, and obviously McManus apologizes for his overstepping his own boundaries. And then the rest of it just plays out as it does in the uh, script. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World in London, and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slotted Lamb. Now remember, we're doing five days a week right now, so be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcast catchers. And if you would like to be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to send us a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors. Stick to the roads, best of luck dang no blue so minute twenty three starts off with Dr. Hirsch over on the commentary track, David Naon continues his Equius uh, story from before, saying that he had seen the plane. Over on the commentary track, David, David Naughton continues the Equius study. As for the script, the only difference is an almost unreasonable mention. If you feel like following this podcast on the show... If you feel like following this podcast on the show...